I had a lot to talk about tonight, I, I, but I'm going to take it easy and I want to focus on one thing. I want to focus on uh, the James Comey interview this that happened this weekend. I was going to start complaining and you know, Dave is going to whine at me tomorrow that I should have focused. Yes, I'm adjusting because there's not a lot here. Uh, that I should really focus on what YouTube did to me today. Well, here's the thing. They fixed it. I don't know what happened, but I think we need to talk about big tech and censorship. But I think it's more important we talk about the James Comey interview with Chris Wallace on Fox News. James Comey, got he's got the cojones the size of Jupiter and Saturn combined with the size of Uranus and uh, Neptune combined. This guy has balls. This guy has guts beyond all belief to go on to Fox News and actually face questioning is incredible. Good for him. I, I'm, I'm saying good for him. Maybe he is incompetent. Maybe he didn't mean to go after the president. I think that's garbage, but maybe. Let's go over his 15-minute interview. And this is probably going to be a little bit longer. But I think this is kind of an important interview. And I think that he comes out to Fox News. He came out to CNN. Of course, they gave him softball questions. But he came out to Fox News with Chris Wallace, who's like a real journalist. And by the way, I say like... In, I know I said that. I shouldn't say that. Let's talk about that interview. Because I think that interview is really important. And it showed a lot of things. This is Gene. And you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Now, I've done this stuff before. Uh, I, actually, I take it back. Like I've done this a lot of times before. I've done this once before with Greta Thunberg's um, How Dare You speech, which I thought was a great speech because there was a soundbite that I use constantly. I think it's important to interview, to actually go into some of these interviews that are made, some of these important interviews, and analyze those interviews. And that's what we're going to do with James Comey's interview with Chris Wallace of Fox News this weekend. Because I think it's important because James Comey is beginning to panic. He is looking at jail time. And so he needs to find a place between incompetence and bias. Because if he has bias, if he did things because of his bias, he's going to prison. If he did things because of incompetence, I don't believe that. If he did things because of incompetence, um, he's going to be looked down to as probably one of the worst directors of the FBI that's ever existed. And I think he's trying to find that middle ground. So let's start this off. And we're going to go through it. The interview is about 15 minutes. This is going to go a little bit long. I'm going to try and get it all tonight so I can post it tomorrow morning. So let's listen to the introduction. You have been taking something of a victory lap since the IG report was released earlier this week. The question is whether or not it's justified. Here are you and the Inspector General Michael Horowitz answering the same question. Do you think this is vindication? 
It is. I mean, the FBI's had to wait two years while the president and his followers lied about the institution. Finally, the truth gets told. Does your report vindicate Mr. Comey? It doesn't vindicate anyone at the FBI who touched this, including the leadership. The IG says you should feel no vindication. Well, maybe it turns upon how we understand the word. What I mean is that the FBI was accused of treason, of illegal spying, of tapping Mr. Trump's wires illegally, of opening an investigation without justification, of being a criminal conspiracy to unseat, defeat, and then unseat a president. All of that was nonsense. I think it's really important that the inspector general looked at that and that the American people, your viewers and all viewers, understand that's true. But he also found things that we were never accused of, which is real sloppiness. And that's concerning, as I've said all along, has to be focused on. If I were director, I'd be very concerned about it and diving into it. One can see right off the bat that Comey's a great politician, and he is. He may look stupid. He may act stupid. He's not stupid. Let's unpack this one section. He's accusing people of lying and saying that the Horowitz report gives him a free pass. It exonerates him. The Horowitz report never did that. It never did that. Even if you read the Horowitz report, which none of us are going to do. It's, it's 420 pages. I didn't read it, and I read the Mueller report. But the Mueller report took two years to make up. I was prepared to read the Mueller report. I wasn't going to read this one because I already know Horowitz, what Horowitz thought. He basically was telling the press the Horowitz report gave him a free pass. Uh, Chris Wallace, being the um, the stud of the world, sits back, sits back and says to him, well, wait a minute, it didn't. This is when he used Horowitz's words against Comey. And so what does Comey do? What does Comey do? He retreats. He says, I, maybe I don't understand the word of uh, exonerate. I don't understand the word. You don't understand the word. You're a freaking lawyer. Exonerate means you're free. You, you are free of crime. It, it's just, it's, he's redefining the question. Because he knows his viewers might, or he thinks his viewers aren't smart enough to figure that crap out. He's redefining the question. Terrible. Terrible. He does it throughout this interview. And then he goes to extremes. Oh, they were accusing us of treason. They were accusing us of this. They were accusing us of that. No, no one actually... Well, Trump accused them of treason and things like this. I'm accusing you of not liking Trump and not wanting to be Trump president. Now, is it treason to want to over, want to unseat a sitting president that was elected? Probably. But the reality of the man is the reality of the matter is, why don't you just admit you didn't like the president and you wanted him not to be president anymore? Finally, he you notice he brings up Fox viewers? He is trying to make him into the victim. He is trying to make himself into the Lone Ranger, fighting the world against whatever. You know something? You could go interview with CNN, and CNN would sit there, and they'd be doing weird things to you. Because CNN is going to do whatever they can. So right off the bat, this level of questioning he can use later... 
to prove that, you know what, it wasn't that bad and uh, I don't like the, what you're saying to me. Okay, whatever. Sloppiness may be a, a euphemism for what it is he found. One of his big concerns is the way the FBI handled the FISA applications and the warrants that you were allowed you to surveil. Carter Page, who was a former foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign. Again, here is what you said about the FISA process and what the Inspector General Horowitz said this week. Take a look. I have total confidence that the FISA process was followed and that the entire case was handled in a thoughtful, responsible way by DOJ and the FBI. We identified significant inaccuracies and omissions in each of the four applications, seven in the first application and a total of 17 by the final renewal application. Seventeen significant errors in the FISA process, and you say that it was handled in a thoughtful and appropriate way. Yeah, he's right. I was wrong. I was overconfident in the procedures that the FBI and Justice had built over 20 years. I thought they were robust enough. It's incredibly hard to get a FISA. I was overconfident in those because he's right. There was real sloppiness. 17 things that either should have been in the applications or at least discussed and characterized differently. It, it was not acceptable. And so he's right. I was wrong. But you make it sound like you're a, a bystander, an eyewitness. You were the director of the FBI while well, a lot of this was going on, sir. Sure. I'm responsible. For that. That's why I'm telling you, I was wrong. I was overconfident as director in our procedures. And it's important that a, that, a, that a leader be accountable and transparent. If I were still director, I'd be saying exactly the same thing that Chris Ray is saying, which is we are going to get to the bottom of this, because the most important question is, is it systemic? Are there problems in other cases? This is the first time that Comey admits he... This is the first time that Comey's stuck in a corner. And the reason is because he's caught between admitting that he's incompetent and admitting that there might be some bias. And he sits back and he tries to dig himself out of this hole. And Chris Wallace is good. He sits back and keeps beating him. So what Comey is doing right now is he's not blaming the FBI. He's not blaming bias. He's actually blaming the process. But in the big mistake he makes is I'm too incompetent to deal with it because he says, well, Chris Ray will figure it out. No, that was supposed to be James Comey that was figuring that out. This was absolutely huge. It was the first time in this conversation where Comey basically said, yeah, I'm, I'm incompetent. It's not that I was I had bias. I didn't like Trump or whatever. I was incompetent, and Chris Ray will fix it. Interesting. The one question I have is who's Chris Ray? Trump's already said that Chris Ray ain't going to fix anything. Is Comey depending on Chris Ray to fix this whole problem? Or is he just saying, oh, well, they're going to find a systemic problem? Which is what Comey blames on this before. It's a systemic problem. It's not me. It's the entire FBI. And it brings to question Chris Ray, because Chris Ray was already accused by Trump as to saying, he said that Chris Ray's not going to find the problems here. Chris Ray's another FBI crony. Interesting, right? He said that this week.
One of the central issues is the role that the Steele dossier played, which was oppo research paid for by the Democrats, what role it played in getting the FISA warrants to surveil Page. Again, here's your version, and again, here's the Inspector General. My recollection was it was part of a broader mosaic of facts that were laid before the FISA judge to obtain a FISA warrant. And we concluded that the Steele reporting played a central and essential role in the decision to seek a FISA order. Horowitz says it wasn't part, as you told Brett Baer, it wasn't part of a broader mosaic. He said it played an essential role in establishing probable cause. In fact, he says, if it hadn't been for the Steele dossier, the FBI probably wouldn't have even submitted a FISA application that had been reviewed in April of 2016, or August, rather, of 2016. They decided not to do it. They get the Steele dossier. They do it. It wasn't part of a broader mosaic. That's what you said, sir. I'm not sure he and I are saying different things. What his report says is that the FBI thought it was a close call until they got the Steele report, put that additional information in, and that tipped it over to be probable cause. It's a long FISA application that includes Steele material and lots of other material. I don't think we're saying different things. Well, I think you are, sir, because he's saying, you're saying it's part of a broader mosaic, it's just one element. He's saying it was the tipping point. It's what brought it over. That doesn't make it part of a broader mosaic. It makes it the centerpiece of the whole FISA application and the ability to surveil Carter Page. Yeah, I don't understand him to be saying that. I could be wrong about that. Well, I, I, mean, understand. I, gotta... I, I love the term mosaic, and he seems to love mosaic. Maybe he sees mosaics when he's sitting on a road in Big Sur looking up at the trees while a picture, while a selfie is being taken from below him to make him look godlike and trustworthy or whatever. Here's the thing with mosaics. Mosaics mean that you have multiple pictures that make up a grand picture. Nobody has mentioned the other pictures that make up the grand picture. In other words, if the Steele dossier was only a mosaic for the grand scheme of things, there should be something outside of the Steele dossier that defines that mosaic that he keeps talking about. There isn't. And in this entire interview, I challenge you to listen to it again. Go to Dumbasses Talking Politics. The entire interview is there. He never mentions what other evidence there is. The only evidence we know of is the mosaic that is the Steele dossier. The Steele dossier was it. Horowitz said it. There was nothing else. It's craziness. And I know I cut Comey off a little bit early in that section, but I just get tired of the stupid. So let's get to the next section. Well, I, mean, I, got, I got his quote here. Uh, he says, we concluded the Steele reporting played a central, a central and essential role in the decision to seek a FISA warrant that it pushed the, the FISA proposal over the line in terms of establishing probable cause. I mean, yeah. he says what he says. Words mean something. Yeah, and I... I I agree with his characterization. I'm just confused. I, know, I don't see the disconnect between the two of us, and I'm sorry that I'm missing it. Well, you don't see a difference between it's part of a broader mosaic and it, was the, it played an essential role in establishing probable it, cause? It was one of a bunch of different facts that were assembled to apply to the court. It was the one that convinced the lawyers that they had enough now with that added to the pile to go forward. I guess the question is, it seemed that you were minimizing the role of the, of the Steele dossier, and he's saying it's a lot more important than you let on. 
Okay, if I was, then I'm sorry that I did that, but I meant it, it was one part of the presentation to the court. It was not a huge part of the presentation to the court, but it was the fact, according to his report, that convinced the lawyers to go forward. All right. This is why Chris Wallace is so good. James Comey decided to use a big word like mosaic, and Chris Wallace uses mosaic against him. And the problem was, it wasn't a mosaic. Chris Wallace caught it and started beating him on it. Whereas the only person that sees everything is, is a mosaic is just James Comey. And what gets worse for James Comey is that he said, well, I mean, so you're an incompetent. Is that what's happening? You're an incompetent. You're a moron. We don't need to hear from you. And James Comey is so caught between a rock and a hard place. He doesn't want to admit he's an incompetent because it'll ruin his future. But he doesn't want to sit back and say, no, um, this was, yeah, the Steele dossier was the main thing. He's got Comey twirling in the wind. And only thing Comey can do is sit there, well, I'm sorry, I thought that. But he keeps, but Wallace keeps pushing it. You're an incompetent, is what you're saying to us. Oh my God, Wallace, as an interviewer, as a journalist, has really proved himself during this interview. All right, then there's the issue of how reliable the Steele dossier, in fact, was. On January 6th, 2017, in the Trump Tower, you brief Donald Trump, president-elect, about the Steele dossier. That same month, the FBI talks to Steele's main Russian contact, the main person on whom he based the dossier, who says, according to the IG report, quote, Steele misstated or exaggerated the primary subsources statements in multiple sections of the reporting. Director Comey, not only do you fail to go back to the president-elect or president after January 20th and tell him, oh, you know that report I briefed you on? Turns out it's bunk. But the, FI the FBI can goes back and renews its FISA application three more times. And by this point, the FBI knows that the this, this Steele reporting is not credible. Yeah, I think you're mischaracterizing both what the FBI knew and what Mr. Horowitz says in his report. They didn't conclude the reporting from Steele was bunk. They concluded there were significant questions about the reliability of some of the subsource reporting. That should have been included in the renewals. But when I briefed the president, I briefed him on a small part of it that I told him I didn't know whether it was true or not. I didn't care. I just needed him to know about it. Absolutely, Wallace is absolutely destroying Comey right now. Uh, and you can say, okay, he sit Wallace sits there and says, well, okay, but... And then he goes into how everyone was saying that the report was bunk. Remember this. And then Comey says that it wasn't bunk. It just wasn't exactly confirmed. Which means the story was bunk. If you don't have evidence to something, it's bunk. It's crap. You can't use it in a FISA court. Right now, Wallace is doing... So when we start talking about Socratic debate. Wallace is showing Socratic debate. It's so exciting because I'm actually reading this crap now. This is, this is awesome. He is surrounding Comey and Comey doesn't know how to answer him. He's completely lost. Wallace is saying the dossier was bunk. And by the way, 
Comey has has said, well, it wasn't just the dossier. There was a mosaic of evidence. He hasn't mentioned any of the other mosaic that made the dossier just part of the mosaic. He hasn't mentioned anything because there is none. There is none. The dossier was the reason for the FISA warrant, period. End of story. Done deal. And now he knows this. Wallace knows this. I'm so freaking excited. I'm sorry. I'm not yelling at you. I'm excited. This is why I like politics. He is. He knows that my flag fell. I'm going to keep going. He knows it's bunk. He knows it's crap. And he's calling it bunk. And Comey cannot just say, yeah, it was bunk. I screwed up. Because if he does that, he has to admit that the dossier was used as the only evidence for this whole thing. We have gone beyond conspiracy theory now because we are hearing from the former director of the FBI. And he's still trying to say, well, no, that's what you think. He's still trying to throw the conspiracy theory at Chris Wallace. The problem is Wallace is having nothing of it. Nothing of it. All we need is Dan Bongino in the middle of that whole thing. And Dan Bongino would tear Comey apart. Oh, this is just, I, I got to tell you, this is the sexiest interview and that's why I'm doing it. I think you're mischaracterizing. Steele isn't, uh, or rather uh, Horowitz isn't saying that the, that the uh, subsource, the Russian contact was unreliable or was inaccurate. The Russian contact said to the FBI, Steele is unreliable because he misrepresented. Steele misstated or exaggerated the source's statements in multiple sections of the report. He's saying, I told him one thing and he wrote something else. The FBI knew that. Yeah, but that doesn't drive a conclusion that Steele's reporting is bunk. I mean, there's a number of tricky things to that. First, you're interviewing the subsource after all the reporting has become public. And so as a counterintelligence investigator, you have to think, is he walking away from it because it's now public? Well, but, and that has to go into your but, assessment but of Mr. Steele. It, is, it hadn't, I mean, if it had become public it, just barely, this is in January of 2017. This isn't two years later. Right. This is when it blew up, when it was published by whatever the outfit is, BuzzFeed, was all over the news and had become a big deal. And so did you, I... Did you know all of this? All of what? Everything that we're talking about here. Did you know that, in fact, the Steele report was the key for probable cause? Did you know that the FBI had talked to the Russian contact and he said what Steele said he had, he had uh, told him was not true? Did you know this? You're the FBI director. First, again, the report will speak for itself. I don't believe the FBI concluded that Steele's reporting was bunk after talking to a subsource. But no, I didn't. As the director, you're not kept informed on the details of an investigation. So no, in general, I didn't know what they'd learned from the subsource. I didn't know the particulars of the investigation. There are a few things to unpack in this one. I, I, Comey is looking like a complete idiot right now. And it's not that Comey is a complete idiot. He's not. He's, a, he's an awesome politician. That's what he is. But Comey is now saying, well, I didn't know. You are the director of the FBI running an investigation against people of the president and against the president you didn't know? And not to mention the fact that they sat back and said, well, I don't know if uh, uh, Steele represented us. And isn't that what you're supposed to do is verify that dossier? He's admitting he didn't verify the dossier, which means all the warrants... 
all five of them against Carter Page were illegal. He's really stuck now. He doesn't know whether to admit he's a complete incompetent or whether to admit that, well, you know, we, we kind of took shortcuts. That's what it comes down to. But to sit back and say that the Russian contact in the Steele dossier told FBI and CIA agents that Daniel Steele lied in the dossier and he doesn't do anything about it and he goes forward with the FISA warrants? Oh my God, he is, he's screwed 100% and seven days from Sunday, he is done. Right. And then there is, I've left for last, the worst misconduct. In August of 2016, just two weeks into the investigation, the CIA tells the FBI that it actually has a relationship with Carter Page, that when he has these meetings with the Russians, he actually goes back and he tells the CIA about it. But you never tell the FISA court that. And in fact, in 2017, an FBI lawyer doctors a document the CIA said, Oh, Carter Page, he's a source, and he puts in the application, he's not a source. Yeah, I got to take issue with one of the, I'll answer the question, but one of the predications of your question, the Inspector General did not find misconduct by any FBI people. He found mistakes and negligent and oversight. No, 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 no that's not, not true. In the case of Kevin Kleinsmith, he has referred it for a criminal investigation. Right, but that's not been resolved, this business with the lawyer changing some email to a partner on the team. I mean, you make it sound like it's not much. It's, no, no, it's, it's quite very a important. It's very I mean, important. I mean, not a, sor a source to not a source is a big deal. Remember how we got here. The FBI was accused of criminal misconduct. Remember, I was going to jail and lots of other people were going to jail. People on this network said it over and over and over again. The inspector general did not find misconduct by FBI personnel, did not find political bias, did not find illegal conduct. Inspector general found significant mistakes, and that is not something to sneeze at. That's really important. But the American people, especially your viewers, need to realize they were given false information about the FBI. It's honest. It is not political. It is flawed. Chris Wallace is a god. He's got Comey down. Comey is now admitting that, hey, no one found any criminal conduct. Uh, no, they actually did. Horowitz never said there was criminal conduct. Comey is now dismissing criminal conduct by people who he hired. Things are going really bad for Comey at this point. Comey is scared. Comey is a politician. He's great. He's doing actually pretty well. But he's doing pretty well considering he's got to lie his way through this and he can't do it anymore. And notice he brings up, your viewers have to understand. It's not our viewers. You have to explain things. He never explained anything. He said that the dossier was part of a mosaic of evidence, but we didn't hear any of that other mosaic of evidence. It sounds like the dossier is exactly what it is. Comey's caught, caught between a rock and a hard place. He really is. And he's arrogant. He's a great politician. He's a great politician. I got to be honest with you. He's smart, far smarter than I thought he was. I thought he was a complete idiot. He's not. But he's caught. And the reason he's caught is because his lies are catching up to him. And it's done. Horowitz has basically said that 
there's something fishy in Denmark, even to the point that he said that he recommended criminal prosecution on one of Comey's people. And you've got John Durham and William Barr, two of the most one one who is the most brilliant investigator in the United States government and the other who's one of the most brilliant lawyers in the United States government is coming down on you? Yeah, I'd be scared if I were Comey too. Comey looks really bad in this entire interview. You know what? We still have about we still have 5 minutes. Let's get through the rest of this because I really love Comey squirming. I can almost taste the leftist sweat from his brow. Let's go. Would you agree that the FISA court was also given false information by the FBI? I think that's fair. The FBI should have included, or at least pushed to the lawyers so they could make a decision, information that you just said, things like that, that the, another agency had not a source relationship, but some kind of contact relationship. Okay. Bus Chuck, that's what that was. That was a bus Chuck. He knows he's caught. He knows that this testimony, that this interview is going to be used against him. Comey's done. He gives up. FBI screwed up. Uh, he fails to point out that he's the head of the FBI, but, you know, that doesn't matter. There were other people, even though investigating the president should have been the most important thing. It should have been handled by the director. But he won't admit that. This was a bus chuck. And uh, Comey is officially done. He knows when the Durham report comes out, this is going to be a bad scene for him. I want, to, I want to get to three last questions. Okay. And one of them has to do with how serious what this is. You, you've, you, you've talked a lot about mistakes or sloppiness. Horowitz concludes three separate teams made significant errors in four separate FISA applications on one of the FBI's most significant cases, I mean, the investigation of President Trump and his campaign. He, he was Trump, I have to keep correcting you, President Trump was not being investigated, his campaign was not being investigated. Four Americans, two of whom were no longer associated with the campaign, were being investigated. Okay. He was asked how he explains it. Horowitz, here he is. It's unclear what the motivations were. On the one hand, gross incompetence, negligence. On the other hand, intentionality. Gross negligence, or they intended to do it. They intended to lie to the FISA court. You, you were in charge during a lot of this, sir. Yeah, and in fact, you, you signed the FISA applications. Sure, I think I signed at least two or three of them. He doesn't conclude that there was intentional misconduct by these career special agents. No, he, he just says doesn't. it's one of two things and he can't decide. Gross negligence or it was intentional misconduct. Well, That's read, what he said. I've read his report. He says, I, we are not concluding that there was intentional misconduct by FBI. Did you person. hear what he just said here? I did. I don't know the context of that. I've read He was it. asked specifically, how do you explain it? And he said, gross negligence or intentionality. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. He doesn't find intentionality, but that doesn't make it any less important. As director, you are responsible for this. I was responsible for this. And if I were still there, I'd be doing what Chris Ray is doing, is figuring out, so how did this happen? And is it systemic? Because that's the scariest thought. Is that this is the greatest question. And there's, I think there's two more on this is, and this is where James Comey is caught between a rock and a hard place. Either you and your people were grossly negligent, grossly incompetent, excuse me, 
grossly incompetent, grossly negligent, or you, these people were biased. And James Comey, again, separates himself. Notice he's not blaming Fox viewers for this because that's, Fox viewers have nothing to do with this. Notice he's sitting back, well, I may have signed two or three of the, no. You're the director of the FBI investigating people that are directly connected to the President of the United States and have communications with the President of the United States. And it turned out to be bunk, which is what Wallace said. So, did it turn out to be bunk because you were grossly negligent? Or did it turn out to be bunk because you're grossly biased? That's the question. This is why this impeachment hearing coming up is going to be a big deal. Comey is host. I think the Durham report is going to find gross misconduct and going to find gross bias. And I think this is why he's scared of things that William Barr is saying. And that's why he's trying to convince the public that the, um, that the Horowitz IG report exonerates him when I, IG Horowitz sat back and said, no, doesn't exonerate anyone. I didn't even search that. Let's understand something with IG Horowitz. He wasn't exonerating anyone. He asked people, were you biased? They said yes or no. He looked through paperwork. Was there anything in the paperwork that showed bias? Yes or no? Chances are no. Chances are when I ask someone, are you biased? They'll say no. That's it. He was looking for process problems. He didn't find any. And that's what he reported. Which is what William Barr said. Which is what Durham said. You know, there seems to be, the media is trying to make like there's some big conflict between William Barr and John Durham and Michael Horowitz, and there's not. Michael Horowitz just wasn't investigating this part. He was investigating process crimes. He was investigating, he didn't investigate intent. Comey is host. Comey is absolutely host. If you, if you were still there and all of this came out and it turned out it happened on your watch, would you resign? No, I don't think so. There were mistakes I consider more consequential than this during my tenure. And the important thing is to be transparent about it and then look to fix it and explain to the American people how you fix it. Do you remember why Nixon was, in, was threatened to be impeached? Because Nixon was so arrogant he couldn't destroy the tapes that he created against his enemies. And then he got caught and there was no way he could get out of it. And he was done. They subpoenaed his tapes. Supreme Court agreed with it. Good to go. He's done. This is Comey. It was Nixon's arrogance that impeached him. That got him to resign from office before he could be impeached. And he was going to face jail. This is Comey's issue. He is so arrogant. He is so righteous. He can't sit there and say, you know, uh, uh, maybe I really messed up. I, and maybe he, he can't sit there and say, 
I'm kind of incompetent and I screwed up the Hillary Clinton email server thing and I did some bad things. He can't say that. He also can't say, um, yeah, we were after Trump. I didn't like Trump. I didn't think he was a good president. He can't do this. This is an example of that. That last quote was an example of that. This is a guy who cannot leave his office. He's a this is the problem with lifetime bureaucrats. This is why I think the whole impeachment thing is absolute garbage. I think it's absolute garbage because who is sitting there and saying that Trump, you know, is a jerk and should be impeached? A bunch of bureaucrats who never were elected into office, who've been in there for 30 and 40 years. I mean, the one bureaucrat that actually hurt Trump the most was a guy that Trump appointed. He's just an idiot. He's never been in public service. That Yovanovitch has been in public service for 30 some odd years. And these people think they know better than anyone else. Comey thinks he knows better. McCabe thinks he knows better. The Oars think they know better. And all they are is bureaucrats. Clinton got elected to one office. Hillary got elected to one office. She thinks she knows better than Trump. She got elected to the same number of offices that Trump got elected to, except Trump got elected to the presidency. She got elected to fuck the freaking New York Senate, which, yeah, I'm sure that was real difficult considering she was from freaking Arkansas. So we're not exactly sure how she got elected to that. This is garbage. I'm not even going to play the last two clips. I, I, I think they're worthless. James Comey is either an incompetent or horribly biased. That's it. End of story. There's no other. He won't admit to either. The Steele dossier was the reason for the FISA warrants. Well, I mean, Comey says there was a uh, uh, there was a myriad of evidence, but he didn't name anything. The FISA warrant, the uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, the Steele dossier was never confirmed by the FBI. But Steele was a good guy. So, I mean, James Comey refused to take responsibility for the investigation into Donald Trump. He even said, well, I signed maybe two or three of the FISA warrants. Um, you're investigating people who are directly involved with the President of the United States. Do you think maybe it's important enough that you take some responsibility and figure out what's going on. By the way, I just noticed my lights flashing above my head. I'm glad I shaved. It looks kind of creepy. Whatever. James Comey has lost all credibility. I don't even need to play the last two minutes of his, his deal. He's lost all credibility. And I think that um, things are going to be real interesting in this impeachment because <laughs> I I, I don't know I don't know how the world can look at this whole thing 
And we still have John Durham coming. And William Barr coming. With, they're going to prosecute people. They're in a criminal investigation. Michael Horowitz was not in a criminal investigation. He was just investigating process problems. He wasn't investigating process crimes. Ugh. I tell you what, I never really talked a lot about this because I thought, I, I don't want to bring up conspiracy theory. And I do read a lot of people who are considered conspiracy theorists. Well, I got news for you. Those conspiracy theorists who I didn't want to quote, Dan Bongino, Tucker Carlson, all those folks, guess what? They were right. This was a conspiracy. And they just had the lead conspiracist on television this weekend with Chris Wallace. Could you have found a worse journalist to make your case with than Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace, who's not an attorney, could definitely serve as an attorney anywhere. Oh, what a great podcast tonight. I'm so pumped. I don't even know if I'm going to sleep tonight. Okay, uh, follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. Uh, you can download or listen to this podcast at uh, podcast, uh, pod, uh, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, or YouTube. YouTube has not been kind to me. I don't know why I've got like six followers. I go figure. Uh, you can also listen to. You can also watch the Vcast on YouTube. Um, if I find out that things are going to get really weird with YouTube, I'm going to start dumping them on my website. And by the way, go visit my website at w. By the way, tonight is not on my website. This was completely cold called. Uh, you can visit my website for show notes, web pieces, my vlogs, things like that at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Please subscribe, please rate, and please comment. I'll answer everything. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Thank you.